Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast, the one podcast in the world where we answer the question that everybody wants to know is how can you hate from outside the finals? You can't even get in. How can you hate from outside the finals when you can't even get in? Now, that's a perfect way to intro into what our discussion is today. I know. We have two great players, one from Chicago, one from Akron, Ohio. We already know what's about to happen today. We're going to talk the GOAT debate. Who is the greatest of all time in basketball? And there's multiple ways we can answer this question. Some people may think, oh, it's rings. Some people may see his win shares. Some people may say his impact. Uh, it's so many other players besides the two guys that we're going to talk about today that can make this list and make a possible case for the greatest player of all time, yes. such as a Kareem, yes. such as a Magic, such as yes. a Bird, such as a, you know what I mean? You can go mm-hmm. on and on. Shaq, you know, it's so many great players in the yes. in NBA history, but it really boils down to, and it's always been these two great players. First off, we have LeBron James, who when he was in, when he was, you know, when he came into the league, he was seen as the chosen one, the next MJ. Mm-hmm. Now, in a few years, once he retires, we'll be looking at who's going to be the next LeBron. That's impact in my eyes. So, anything you guys want to say before we start? No. I'm ready to let the games begin. All righty. So, <laughs> as you can see, we do have a special guest. We have Rover Media. We've had him on a couple times. How's it going, guys? We've had him on a couple times. Back, so at, it back at it again. Uh, we had to bring him back on because this is a special one for us. You know, this one is hold near and dear to our heart because if you watch this podcast, you know which way we lean. <laughs> it's just it's, oh, it's yeah. automatically no. You know, you have to you know, you know where we go. So yeah. So all right, Jay. So if we had to do this debate, you know, which is not truly a debate, but it's we're trying to be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> but with this episode, I mean who's your go, Jay? Just my go or my we just talking about anything? I mean Go with that. Go with wherever you want to go. <laughs> okay, because there's a few things I want to go to before we, we get into okay. this. First things first is I think this is something that if people view basketball in different ways, there could be different answers to the question. I feel like there's, um, you know, some if you say Michael Jordan, I feel like that's a valid answer. I feel like LeBron's a valid answer. I feel like Wilt's a valid answer. Shaq is a valid answer as well. You brought him up just now. Kareem's a valid answer. 
So, you know, because you can make different arguments. Kareem's got the longevity. Well, Wilt was ridiculous. Have you seen Wilt? You know, Kareem, uh, Shaq is like so dominant. Like how you stop him when he's at his peak, he's ridiculous. It's like triple teams don't matter. He's just looks like a 17-year-old playing against kindergartners on basketball yeah. court. It's ridiculous. And LeBron's LeBron and Mike is Mike. Um, another thing is I feel like – if you haven't watched him play, you know what I mean? If you haven't done your research, I don't know if I want to take your opinion that seriously. Like like if 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 we can't have this debate without ha- talking with only using stats, right? Then it then I don't trust your opinion on basketball. Cuz if you can only use numbers and say Michael Jordan has six rings, any numerical argument can be broken yeah. down. Bill Russell has 11. Is he the greatest basketball player of all exactly. time? Exactly. No. Like anything you want to use to do like LeBron James's longevity. Well, he started playing when he was 18, right? He came out of, you know, so he started at a younger age. So he, he might be playing greater at a longer age, but that's because he started 18. Mike started playing basketball when he was 21. So did Kareem. Does that make Kareem a better player? So, you know, it's it's all all these statistical arguments can be shot down very easily. Can you break down, oh, Michael Jordan was amazing at this athletic trait. He was unstoppable because of this way. Oh, my goodness, his offensive scoring is skill. Then I can trust your opinion, right? That's that's the only, that's one thing that bugs me when people have this debate is they don't – you can tell they don't know anything about basketball because they only use yeah. stats. You know, and stats are good to, like, boost your debate and build, like, you know, side by side on what you're trying to talk about. But if it's mm-hmm. only stats, then I just don't trust it. And there's a lot of people who have this debate – only yeah. Sense. Yeah. So, uh, do you want me to say my goat now? Yeah, I feel like it's fair. Also, you know, yeah. you, you, this is definitely a shot at you, Skip Bayless. Just want you to know, this is a shot at you. Pat <laughs> <laughs> shot in the shoulder. This was this Skip was, Bayless. That was, that was for you. That was a shot. That was a shot. Oh wow. Yeah, you hear him say that <laughs> Michael Jordan could beat him in a one-on-one game. Michael right Jordan's like now. fifty-five. Yeah. He's almost sixty. Stop it! Some people just, nah, stop it. LeBron's in like the. But the thing is, Jordan Jordan thinks that too. Though. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, these, man. These are one percent athletes. They're always going to say they could beat. You know, like I'm sure the 12th guy off the Chicago Chicago Bulls bench should probably say he could beat MJ one on one, whoever that was, when the 1994 season. Like th- these guys are just oh, yeah. ridiculously wired human. These are one percent human beings that are just like self belief is so intrinsic to who they are as players so before you go on and introduce your thing i'm just gonna say that this debate could go so many different ways because so many people could bring up playoff wins and playoff losses but do we not understand that michael jordan had to overcome the bad boy piston before he even won his first ring did we understand that when he came into the league he was tutored by george gervin and they didn't even i mean they went to the playoffs that year but they lost do we understand that possibly if you want to compare teams LeBron mm-hmm. might have had the tougher, the tougher competition compared to Jordan. And then you look at the skill set mm-hmm. of the time and the defense and the way defense was played, we could honestly say that maybe if LeBron was back in that time and Jordan was this time, would they have similar careers or would one have a better career? You can break it down so many different ways. It's more, I, I love what you yes. said, Jay, because it's more than just stats. It's way more than just stats because there's so many different ways this argument can mm-hmm. go. And we could talk for hours basically on mm-hmm. just one thing. But it's just mm. we just it's just breaking it down, giving you a good debate on what we think. And if we all three of us agree, all three of us agree. And if all, and if like you know, if we disagree on something, we disagree. But this is just 
we're mm. going to give you the best possible answer to this question from three different perspectives. Okay. So go ahead, Jay. Give me what you got. So you want me to give yeah. my answer now? Okay. Well, uh, I mean, Wilt's way harder on my list than people probably realize, uh, but we're going to go with LeBron. LeBron's my GOAT. Um, because when I view basketball, I really view the ability to make passes and elevate others with those passing ability as one of the most intrinsic, unique traits in basketball that really has value that goes way beyond stats. And LeBron James is like, okay, he is six foot nine, built like Carl Malone, comes at you full speed. When he gets downhill, he's dunking on everybody. So he's a gigantic human being that just can't be stopped at one thing. One thing is so dominant in his game. I don't care if you bring back Wilt. I don't care if you bring back Bill Russell, Kareem, Hakeem Olajuwon. Nobody's stopping him doing that. And then the checkmate after that is his ability to dissect the defense after destroying the interior with the passes to the perimeter. And then outside of that, it's his ISO game, his ability to hit those mid-range shots. It's his ability to hit, be a much better three-point shooter than people realize, make those amazing decisions, and just be so hyper-dominant on that side of basketball. And he is positionalist greatness in this peak in the Miami Heat era defensively. Mm. Like, he's guarding everybody. So his impact on the game is just so grand because of his ability to score at such a high level. Like, you know what I mean? Let's just say that Michael Jordan is in 2K and scoring is a 99. LeBron's a 95, mm-hmm. right? But the passing levels is where he becomes great. It's like if Magic was a much, much better scorer and a better athlete, he would look like LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then when you say it like that, that's where things for me, it, it's, he's too incredible. I think it's him, and yeah. I don't really think it's close. That's, that's my personal take on number one. Uh, I'd have Wilt a lot higher than people think, near two or three, but I would have LeBron one. That's my GOAT. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I can't disagree with you there. I just want to hear what Rover got to say, though. First. Go ahead. Okay, so... Coming into this debate, I really thought that you guys were going to lean, well, as far as Jason, since he was first, I really thought you guys were going to lean toward Michael Jordan because that's the typical, the GOAT in, in all the debates. They want to say he won six rings, never lost in the finals. Yeah. That's everybody's argument. But to me, uh-huh. agreeing with Jason is because when you say the best basketball player, mm-hmm. I mean the best player. You know, and and Jordan is is a terrific scorer. You know, terrific defender, in 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 clutch situations and things like that. But I feel like when you say NBA player, like a complete package, like you say, okay, what is the NBA? I would show LeBron before I show Michael Jordan, because they say, oh, what is passing? You can use LeBron. What is rebounding? You can use LeBron. You know what? What is scoring? You can use LeBron. Yeah, maybe not the free throws, but 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 everything else you, you can though. use LeBron. You know, yeah. you know it's not terrible. You know, but for as many times as he goes, you would expect him to knock down majority of his free throws. So my goat, my goat is also LeBron James. Mm, wow, he's the overall package. Good. 
And, and a lot of people don't give him respect defensively either. He's literally the face of chase down blocks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just getting in the right spots at the right moment. Um, he was robbed in 2013 to Marcus Hall for a defensive player of the year. Uh, he thought he thought he should have won that one. Uh, I thought he should have won that year too. Um, yeah, I mean, his passing, his scoring, rebounding, you know, just his total package says NBA. And I think the logo should be LeBron James in the future. Shit, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Cool. That's that's a big one. Okay, so wow, all three of us all agree. three of us agree. So I'm just gonna give why I think that he's the goat, right? So mm-hmm. LeBron is the goat, and it's undeniable. Is I mean, it's not. I mean, in in my mm-hmm. eyes, at least, you know, it may not be to everybody else, but it's undeniable to me. I mean, what else does he have to do? Does he even walk up a wall for you to think that he's the goat? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he can do that too. Who knows? <laughs> But okay, off the jokes though. But probably superpowers. You never know. This man is the crazy athlete. Okay, so here's my thing. So I have watched some Le- Michael Jordan. I've watched some LeBron, of course. Watched majority of LeBron. I've looked at some stats. Looked at different yes. things. LeBron is one of the greatest facilitators this game has seen. Period. At his size, at his position, he's one of the greatest facilitators. Yes. One of the greatest leaders. He's just like Jason said. He elevates everyone around him. Do we need to talk? about the Cavaliers of old, how he was taking people that you don't even know, that you didn't probably even know was in the NBA in their life, you know what I mean? And taking them to finals games. I'm not going to mention anybody, DeMario Moon. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> where, what else does he have to do to prove this? Some people have the same debate. I'm going to play kind of both sides a little bit. Some people say, okay, LeBron's not the GOAT because his playoff record. Fine. What he's like, four for nine or something like that four for like something like that he's won like four four and four, six in the NBA four and six thank you thank you thank you for that nobody wants to say he's been to the nba finals sometimes he's been in the right. he's been in the nba yeah. time he's, he's been in the league for 19 years right he's not it's 19th year he's been in the finals every year since like his third or second year like it's ridiculous yeah let's talk yeah. competition right so LeBron, he lost to the 2004 Pistons. You know that was Eastern Conference Finals. He's lost to the Spurs. He, big three Celtics. Big three Celtics. Um, Dirk, who was going crazy. He's lost to the Spurs again. He's lost to the Golden State Warriors, which is arguably one of the best constructed teams we've seen in this like in this decade. Honestly, he lost to them yes. twice, and then they more. added Kevin Durant, and mm-hmm. then they, you know what I mean. Like, what else can mm-hmm. you do at that point? Okay, then mm-hmm. what was the other loss? Okay, then he's won twice since then, and he didn't make it. What last year because of injuries? Fine. Mm-hmm. What does this man have to do for us to look at him as if he is the goat? I mean, look at the big three yeah. Celtics. You have Ray Allen, Hall of Famer, Paul Pierce, Hall of Famer. These are top seventy-five players of all time. Think about how many people mm-hmm. that Michael Jordan. How many players Michael Jordan was facing during this time actually made that list it's a harder competition not saying that the east wasn't always i mean was always weak because it was called the least and then it was the beast and now it's the beast again because you have kevin durant you have kevin durant in the east lebron faced kevin durant when he was younger whooped him and then he left and went to the golden state warriors joined the super team a 73 73 and 16 the one he just beat last year just 73 and 9 team sorry 
the one he just beat the year before just to beat him. And then he got two more rings after yeah. that. But he's been to the finals to face this team. Every, he's ran through the East and he ran through the West after, you know, once he got Anthony Davis. LeBron, I'm just making, I'm just making facts right now, saying facts right now, because I can go on and on. Big three Celtics, Hall of Famer team, Golden State Warriors, yes. coach, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame starting five. I mean, like, what else do you need? And then their bench is so well coached mm-hmm. that they just came in and just did whatever. The, think about this for a second. Yeah. Andre Iguodala in the year 2015 won finals MVP for so-called locking down LeBron as he dropped, as he averaged 30, 37 points on his head. It, like, almost, fr- like, what? This, they, think about this for yeah. a second. Yeah. Jordan faced Bad Boy Pistons. I'll give him that because I'm a big fan of Bad Boy Pistons. I believe in the Bad Boy Pistons. You you gotta you gotta throw in Larry Bird Celtics in yeah. there too. And when he's young, the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, those are these are Hall of Famers for one. And but you had mm. Phil Jackson, and you had virtually the same thing every time. Like, okay, so you had Scottie Pippen and you had Phil Jackson, right? And you had a nice starting. I mean, a nice supporting cast, right? Then you got Dennis Rodman. Then you got Steve Kerr. I mean, Steve Kerr isn't like a all-time great, but you trusted him enough to take a shot. Horace Grant was really good the first three rings. Yeah. Very underrated power forward. I was yeah. really impressed watching him. Let's talk about LeBron's yeah. teammates and who his coach has been. Mike Brown. Defensive coach for the Warriors, no? David Blatt. Somewhere in Europe. Ty Lue. <laughs> He's only honest. Uh, in the Clippers. Be honest with yourself. I mean, like overrated coach. Very overrated coach. <laughs> the only reason he's still in the league is because yeah. of LeBron. LeBron's is because he won a ring with LeBron. That's the only reason he's in the league yeah. right now as a coach. Mm-hmm. You've had Phil Jackson. You've had All Star teammates. The only All Star teammates that LeBron had was. Consistently, consistently, it was Kyrie yeah. and Wade and Bosch. Kevin Love no. has kind of fell out of his Timberwolves All Star a little bit. Yes, and turned into yes. a, a strictly a shooter. He stopped dominating the paint like he was. Stretch he was just a stretch four. four. So you can't even consider yeah. that. He made Mo Williams an All Star. <laughs> Mo Williams yes. not an All Star. That's not an All Star caliber yeah. teammate. If it was an All Star, he would still be in a league. No. Yeah. Think about this for a second. He led a team of Delonte West, Mo Williams, the same year he made it to a sixty win team to a sixty win season. First seed. Yeah. We don't call this man the chosen one. We don't call him the GOAT for nothing. There are reasons behind this. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the whole picture. It's not just rings because if it was, I agree with Jason, we would be looking at Bill Russell way different. He has eleven. It's not about ring. You can't say it's rings. You can't say it's rings if if he has eleven and he's not he's not considered your goat. Because for everybody who makes that argument, he's it's rings. Jordan won six straight. Bill Russell has eleven. Eleven. Almost double. He can put one on every finger in his big toe. Talk about it. Like here's another argument that people make. Crazy. Another argument that people make, and that a lot that I really don't agree with is that. LeBron needs help. 
everybody needs help. Exactly. But they say he's always asking for more, asking for more, asking for more. Look at who he has played with. Drew Gooden. Anderson Varejao. Ilgowskis. Booby Gibson. I mean, wouldn't you want help if you had that? Name, name an all-star off that team. Yeah. Name, a, name a player who's still in the league off that team. The only person who's in the league from the t- from those old Cavs teams is LeBron. Everybody else yeah. gone. It, no, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that, like, I think old athletes forget what they used to be like when they actually played in the NBA. It'd be funny if, like, somebody like Charles Barkley probably said something like that. Charles Barkley's in the Philadelphia 76ers in, like, 1990-somethings, like, I got to get out of here. He starts searching for teams. He goes for the Sun, goes to the mm-hmm. Suns, goes to the NBA Finals. You're going to ask him at the end of that season, did you need help? He would yeah. say yes. Right? Were you searching for help? Yes. I mean, I wanted to win. Charles Barkley probably wanted exactly. to win. Right? I mean, Shaq, Shaq leaves Orlando when Penny's hurting for a lot of money. Oh, Jerry West, like, we get after this guy named Kobe as well. Like, oh, okay, he needs help. Shaq probably realized he needs help too. You think he's going to say, no, I didn't need Kobe to win those rings. Like nobody that wins says that, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I think when they get old, they forget what the reality it was when they were playing in the NBA. And they have like, and they say stuff on TV. Exactly. And they have very unreal expectations for this man. And I don't understand why. Like Stephen yeah. A was like, yeah, you had, you, you dropped 50 points. You should have won that game. The the game where Jr. forgot oh, the, the NBA forgot finals, the, forgot the shot clock was on. Jr. forgot the shot clock. Yes, he yep. literally yeah. came on TV the next day because I watched it and I looked at him like he was stupid. The screen, I was like, this man drops fifty one points. He was probably more than likely like, I'm about eighty to ninety percent sure he would hit the game winner. He was hot. Yeah, yeah. And, you, no. and he plays his heart out the first game, and you say he was supposed to at least win one game. He was supposed to overcome that. Was supposed to avoid the sweep. It's not his fault. You have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yes, the thing is, is that LeBron's greatness is so great that we forget that he's human. We expect so much more yeah. from him than what he actually can. And not saying that he can't do it, but we expect so much more from him later on in his career because we forget. That he's human like us. Yeah, it's the same thing for. And he's had he's had a guy within like two or three years of him coming in the NBA who's good enough to be the best player of a decade. His name's yeah. Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant is that guy where it's like, let me think here off the top of my head. It's like oh, Magic or Bird. If let's say Shaq was thrown in that era and Bird was not better than Shaq. We'd go like Bird was really amazing, but he just wasn't the best player mm-hmm. of the era, right? That's kind of where KD is the best player of an era level of guy, and LeBron's had to go against him at his position um, and during the same time frame. I mean, Kevin Durant's ridiculous; like, he's insane. Yeah, he's- and I feel like LeBron LeBron never has a break because, mm-hmm. like, like you said, yeah, he's had KD for the decade. Mm-hmm. And he had Steph Curry. Even though he's not the same position, that's somebody on the other opposing team that you have to figure out how to stop because if he gets hot, three shots have become nine points. Now you're down ten. <laughs> yes. That fast. You know what I'm saying? And and then now with, with, with the upbringing of Giannis and LeBron mm-hmm. is still in the league. Yeah. Yes. Still in the league. He's he he's like I think he's like point he's like point four or something away from the being the scoring. Scoring champion this year, yeah, 
Yeah, MVP talk still. MVP, yeah. Like it's that's insane yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't look like he's slowing down. No, this is anytime soon. Like he he wants to play with his son that bad. Yeah. I think so too. This is his second prime. It feels like. I mean, like. Mm. All the great players eventually run into a brick wall, but it seems like LeBron's running through it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's going to come at some yeah. point in time, though. It definitely feels like Michael Jordan's 1997 or 98 season, where it's like, he's still great, but it's like, I feel like the time's coming where it's, it's going to fall off. So, uh, Chris, I want to see about mm-hmm. something. So we can either wax poetically for LeBron for the rest of the podcast, or we can talk about like the other people who could be the goats and like talk about them in detail because it's kind of like the opposite of what most people do when they t- decide who the goat is. They just talk about him the whole yeah. time, and give them the respect, or we could just talk about Bron. What do you think we should do? I really was gonna uh, ask that too. <laughs> if we could just like give everybody their own perspective, because I don't want to disrespect anybody that's that's come yeah, before yeah. him either. You know, but it's just, yeah. But, but go ahead, Chris. You know, yeah. I was going to say, let's do that because, like, I thought we were going to have different opinions. It didn't turn into much of a debate. It just turned <laughs> into us all agreeing and shaking our head. Going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew at least Darren was going to be the different difference maker because he thinks Larry Bird is yeah. I would have loved to debate that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He loves Larry Bird. Hmm. Yeah, loves him. All right. So do you want to go, like, down the list of most how most people have them ranked, or just go from like the beginning of basketball, go to like Wilt, Kareem, Magic. I think we can do it from the beginning. We've we've done do, that before. Do it yeah. in the beginning. Okay. Or do you just want to talk about Mike next? I think it's fair to do Mike next since he was like in our, you know, he was originally that part. Okay. You know, who wants to go first on Mike? I think the person who I thought was going to choose Mike should go first on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Rover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, man, Michael Jordan. He's been he's been a stamp for the greatest of all time mm-hmm. for probably my entire childhood, majority of my um high school years, and I think maybe two thousand and let's say two thousand twelve or so is when I started to make a, a different change from Mike to mm-hmm. LeBron. But Michael Jordan is a GOAT in his own sense. He ran his era. I mean, even even through old age, you know, all, all the way to Washington and, and everything like that, I still felt like he still was the greatest basketball player in his respectable time. I mean – he has six rings. Um, he never lost in the finals. So every time it counted and the job needed to be done, the job got done. If he got there, you know, and and Michael Jordan to me, and, and I know this is probably going to sound cliche, but if if not for Kobe. I feel like Jordan would probably still be the great, even with LeBron. I just feel like with when Kobe came along and kind of took everything, you know, you know, just learned from Jordan so much, it was like we had two of the same person. 
So it kind of made it like, okay, if if this person can replicate, you know, everything that you do and polish it and become as great, you know, I felt like that that to me is kind of what separated Jordan from LeBron because I feel like there's nobody like LeBron. But but Jordan in his own respect, I, I, I love the way he plays. Um defensively, I mean defensively, if, if he got on you at all, I mean probably one through three, he could mm-hmm. stop anybody. He can stop anybody. I know and in his time he had, you know, the the greatest bigs of all time in, in his era. So I'm not gonna say like he could have stopped Shaq and no. he could have stopped Kareem and he could have stopped uh Hakeem. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like no. like things like that. So so I give him that. And his 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 overall career speaks for itself. I mean, if Man, I'm, it's it's so crazy because if not for LeBron, Michael Jordan would be the greatest of all time. I can agree with that. That that's just my that's my opinion. If if there was no LeBron, take LeBron out, and LeBron never got drafted, he never was five this many time. It still would be Jordan to this day, even with Stephen Curry, even with Kevin Durant, you know, even with Kobe. I still think Michael Jordan would be the greatest of all time. Mm. You mind if I go? Do you want me to go with the next street? You go ahead. So Michael Jordan, um, going off that, is possibly one of the greatest athletes I've ever. No, the greatest one of the greatest athletes I've ever slash never got to witness. I never got to witness it, you know, firsthand. I never got to turn on the TV and oh, Michael Jordan's playing right now. It's the eighties, you know, or he's the nineties, you know. You can find a lot of full games of him. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in real time, never truly got to witness that. Like, I do LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, never got a chance to really go to a game or anything yeah. like that. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. You know, um, one of the greatest scorers I've ever seen. He's He has such a mentality, and I think that's where Kobe gets it from, is where just he just wants to – he emanates winning. He emanates greatness. And that's just who he is as a player and as a person. Um, there's so many different – myths and stories about how oh well lebron um michael jordan this is one of the ones that i hear all the time is like michael jordan he didn't make his like basketball team or whatever and then he came back the next year and dominated everybody and got on the team and started started varsity or something like that and then he went on to go to college who's the coach by the way who nobody knows this is this is this is you can't tell me if you're watching michael jordan play that you're not like that man's athletic we can't get him on the bench like Coach might need fired, not I don't know. It's, but go it's, ahead. It's, it's, you, you know these stories, like I don't know what the truth is to him. Who's seen this actually happen? How he used to go and shoot a hundred free throws yeah. and just be outside of the park until it's late at night and just shoot a hundred free throws every day and make sure he makes a shot. And that's why we all do that. It's so many different myths and stories about Michael mm-hmm. Jordan that just makes him kind of larger than life. And but what makes yeah. him yeah. the goat? in my eyes, is his impact on the game. There would be no LeBron if there was no if there wasn't a Mike. Because Le- LeBron mm-hmm. modeled his game so similarly after Mike. Mike is a very great scorer, very athletic. Yes. You can make the comparison there that 
they that LeBron watched Mike. The mid-range, the mid-range fadeaway. fadeaway. Even Kobe does yes. it. Kobe tried to be exactly like Mike. Yeah. The only thing he didn't do, he stuck his tongue out, but mm-hmm. he stopped doing that. He tried to find his own identity, but eventually he was he was one of the closest facsimiles yeah. of Mike there's ever been in, in NBA history. Skill-wise, skill wise, yes. but not athletic-wise, yeah. because Kobe wasn't that great of an athlete. But skill, even Kobe, even participating in the yeah, speaking, Kobe yeah. even compare even compete in the dunk contest. But there would never be a dunk contest like Mike. Mike, Mike jumped from the free throw line before, and like we've never seen that before. I've still, I mean, yeah. it's it was it's just in, incomparable, and you know it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's just. You 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 get become lost for words when you think about Michael Jordan. You get lost for words when you think about mm-hmm. LeBron because there's so many different ways you can describe him. Going, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have anything else? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just lost it. <laughs> okay. Okay. By the way, I talk about him. Probably people are probably going to think I think he's the goat, but. Um, Six foot six, right? And athletically, he's so many characteristics that is like he's basically the perfect athlete. Like usually, people that are have great speed, like Giannis, don't have. Okay, I put a dot here, one foot away. Who's the first person to touch mm-hmm. the dot? Michael Jordan still wins that, right? Most people that have great speed and athleticism and like straight line speed aren't ridiculously quick. He has both. Most people don't have that great first step that are really long-legged like Giannis. Like LeBron doesn't have a world-class first step. Michael had it. Most people don't like that are straight-line great athletes don't have extremely loose hips. Mike has it. Most people that are like very athletic don't have the body control. Like His body control mid-air is the greatest body control I've ever seen in the NBA, and it's gonna have to. It's gonna take somebody special, like that. That ability to jump and then just magically contort his body into a completely different finishing area is insane. I I I I feel like that is some extreme. Like he is like he's got Kawhi Leonard's palm pants. He palms the ball. He can do whatever he wants with the ball. That gives him advantages. Right? Extremely long arms. Like He's a perfectly built athlete that I think, comparatively speaking, the height, he's a better built athlete mm-hmm. than LeBron. Um, just LeBron's bigger, stronger. That's, that's the difference there. But Mike's perfect. Literally perfect. And then you, you give those godly gifts to somebody who just wants it, like, is extremely competitive human being. And then we get the greatness mm-hmm. that we saw, right? He, he's wor- he's, he's yeah. Rover, you're completely right. I couldn't agree with you more. He's the greatest shooting guard defender of all time. It's not even close. He'll lock down anybody. He's ridiculous. And he also has basketball IQ and the ability to read jumping lengths, take risks, like the steal off of Karl Malone, the Utah Jazz in like 1998, I think, where he's coming around him. He steals and he wins yeah. the game, right? Like his ability to go from that and then have completely dominant mid-range skill where nobody can t- touch him in the mid-range. And then that fadeaway, the reason why his fadeaway is so amazing is because it's vertical. He gets so high yeah. in the fadeaway that even somebody like Giannis can't block it because he's just getting up so high. And most people that have that verticality don't have that speed, don't have that quickness. So he's perfect. He literally is perfect. 
So I mean, that's his greatness, and he's he's a good, better passer than people think. Um, after Phil Jackson came in, it was like trying to get him to be the whole Zen master type thing, and just uh, teach team basketball and try to get him to trust his teammates a little bit. He's not that terrible of a passer. He's not LeBron and my Magic, which is why I'm a LeBron guy. But Michael Jordan's perfect. Like literally, is perfect. Um, so, you know, that's where that debate comes in, where Mike, you know, deserves his fouls. Because, I mean, like, I'm cool with somebody saying Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. I can completely understand. He's ridiculous. Is he a great three-point shooter? Not really. But, you know, when you're with that amazing, you can have one deficiency. So, that's my Mike. And that's awesome that you said that, you know what I mean, that you're okay with um you know somebody saying mike as we all should be because a lot of things what the media does mm-hmm. is that they'll raise one above just to push another down but yes. they're not you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't have to discredit one to make one seem greater or you shouldn't have to you know what i mean or vice versa you should be able to acknowledge the greatness of both of these men that's why we consider that's why we have this debate yes. because it's not that far off as as nope. as media likes to make it seem, if they if one guy's a real a, a big LeBron guy, he makes Jordan seem like he's not that great. But you can't deny greatness. You you can only do that, but for so long. But eventually, yeah. it, greatness will always shine through. Just like the Mount Rushmore, like you know they they always you know just to give more people credit, they try to create the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. and say, okay, so who's the best four? You know, yeah. and then e- e- even that gets tricky at times. It does. It does. So but that's why I was kind of glad when they did the the uh, the top seventy five for the seventy fifth anniversary because mm-hmm. it showed everybody's accolades and greatness that's played the game since it began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate the NBA for that. That really showed a lot, and then let people really take a look back and you know step back and be like, man, it's been some great talent and players. Yes, in this league of one percent like jason said of the greatest athletes of all time yeah and it's like going off that with the mount rushmore they try to make it a clear cut one through five but it's not a clear cut one through five it's like literally one a through possibly e and then maybe two a through possibly c you know like it's so many players because you have to look at at a 75 year span of history of players it's not just a clear cut one through five yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. All right, so who do you guys want to talk about next? Will, Kareem, Shaq, or do you guys want to talk about Bird and Magic too? Or? Bird and Magic kind of go together because they really built their career off each other. Mm-hmm. So we go next. Yeah, that's fine. I'll do Bird and Magic. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Robo, go ahead. As far – okay, so like, like Chris said earlier – you know, it's it's hard to really discredit or credit great players when when during that time we weren't, you know, basically here to watch basketball and turn on the TV or going to games to experience what the greatness was actually like, like how we got mm-hmm. to watch, you know, everyone else. You know, the the highlights of full games show us enough to where we could tell that Larry Bird is one of the best shooters. You know, Magic is, if not the best passer in the NBA. You know, at, at his size and position. 
Um, as, as far as rivalry rivalry goes, I feel like iron sharp sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, every year I feel like they got better. The the media made it seem like they were enemies and hated each other, but they also showed us that that they were uh, good friends off the court. You know, of course, on the court you have to compete, and and they're going to bring the best out of you, Magic. Um, he, he played with some of the greatest players in the top 75, yes. you know, and, and playing with players like that, I feel like you, it's only right for you to get better every year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come in and win. I think he won. Did he not? What, was it the rookie year or his, or, or his second his rookie year? year? He won his rookie, year. his rookie year. So, so you come in the league winning and, and it's not like he sat on the bench. It's not like he didn't participate. He was a big part of that win. Yeah. Kareem got hurt. You know, that's, that's the game that he plays yeah. center. You know, and and I feel like that that was a start of of his. As yeah. far as Larry Bird, like I said, I I wish I could have watched the games where I could have seen him. You know, make five impossible shots in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know his his over the backboard shots. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he he had the the three point range that that we we failed to see you know in Magic and and in Jordan before he incremented into his game you know that was Bird's thing mm-hmm. shooting yeah. you know so so to me you can't not put them in the goat debate um, because for so many years. Of a stretch, I feel like they dominated. They dominated the NBA. Yes, you know, uh, they they had a similar rivalry, you know, as San Antonio and Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's my take on Magic and Bird. You know, not so I don't get into statistics. You know, I when when I get my take, I really want us to really just focus on the impact that they left mm-hmm. over the over the time period. So. How do you sum up two of the greatest players in NBA history? It's very hard to do that. These guys, little people, I mean, people probably don't don't know this, but these guys, their rivalry saved the NBA. The NBA was on a downward spiral. That's a fact. Magic came into the league. The same thing. Bird came into the league, and they made it. They they built it up. Made it seem like they hate each other's guts. You know what I mean? And you know, and they saved the NBA with Showtime. Showtime, Showtime in the Celtics. Okay, yes. it's Magic versus Bird. Bird, he's like the everyday working mm-hmm. man. Magic's like this cool luxury lifestyle guy. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. Larry yeah. Bird was, he looked like a handyman. <laughs> he like he, he looked like he would go outside and cut the grass. Maybe, <laughs> you know. That's actually funny that you say that because he hurt his back. That's Put, putting cement on his mom's pavement. That's when the back injury started. <laughs> oh wow! Re-cement his mom's like whole driveway, yeah. and that's how he hurt his back. See, <laughs> this guy is an everyday working man. But he's gonna get everyday working man. <laughs> Blue collar work. He's gonna get. He's he's yeah. gonna give you forty on the basketball court <laughs> and talk shit while doing it. It's just oh my god. But to 
to separate them, now that we've done the comparison, to separate these guys, you look at Magic and you look at him as probably one of the greatest facilitators of all time. It's not close, and he's also one. He's one of the first tall guards to come out, and he really changed, revolutionized the guard position. Now the taller guys thought that, hey, now I can be a point guard. I don't have to just, okay, I don't have to be a center. I don't have to be a power forward. I don't have to do this. I can actually control and facilitate the floor. This is how you, this, this is what birthed guys like Michael Jordan, Ben Simmons, Penny Hardaway, Penny Hardaway. Lonzo Ball. Ball. These tall guards. The Ball brothers. Actually, yeah, the Ball brothers, because they're both all, they're all tall. It's, it, these guys, yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah. not Mike. Magic, <laughs> magic, really influenced a whole era of point guards that came after him. Yes, yeah. Just then, then you also had when he played center and became the greatest center of the eighties. <laughs> like he plays. Oh yeah, he can play one through five the, for sure. Yeah, yeah, the greatest center of the eighties yeah. too on his team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's magic. Now looking at Bird, Bird is such an underrated passer, such a great leader, such a he's a fantastic yes. shit talker too. Like think about the, he had a Celtics yes. team, and that t- the team was so well put together and so well coached. He just he, all the pieces fit perfectly. This is like mm-hmm. this is this is your team. This is the team that everybody really, you know, is if you didn't like Magic, you like Bird. If you didn't like Bird, you like Magic. But I respect both of these players' games because he also revolutionized the game as well. Think about this for a second. During the time period, because the three-point line was introduced just probably about ten years back or a couple years back. This he, he really revolutionized the game because of how of how he shot the ball. Because it's it's not normal. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. normal. It's not weapon. normal. It's not normal. Now you think about mm-hmm. okay, there's not that many three point shots. That's why Michael Jordan didn't really utilize it. They everybody played from mid range in. He's he's playing outside. There are some stretch bigs now coming out, but they, they, everybody really played. It's not it's not really normal for for guards to shoot threes that often. They're really playing inside in, and they're mm-hmm. trying to facilitate. Now you have. Now you think about yeah. this. Okay, you have Larry Bird. Wait a second. Reggie Miller comes out 10 years later. Now you can't say that he was influenced by Bird because nobody was shooting the three. People were shooting the three before Bird. Not saying that mm-hmm. people weren't shooting the three before Bird, but it wasn't counted as three. And it was looked like, okay, why are you shooting from so far out there? Get close to the basket because there were eras mm-hmm. that came before Bird, such as the 60s, which was a jump shot era. Everybody was shooting jump shots, but they were all 10 feet and in. I mean, like 12, 15, 12 feet mm-hmm. and in. Mm-hmm. Most, Most of, of them, the yeah. shots were 12 feet and in, unless you're like Pete Maravich or Dolph Shays, Jerry, Jerry West. West. They're all shooting from outside, but it's only two points. Yeah. Right. This guy revolutionized his position, revolutionized the game because he added, once the three point shot, now everybody's shooting threes now. They're shooting threes more consistently. Reggie Miller comes mm-hmm. out of this. Steph Curry comes out of this. Ray Allen comes out of this. These great shooters come yeah. from the come come from these two. These great players have all been birthed by these two guys' game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I um, I couldn't agree with you more. Do you have anything else no, you want to say? Now. Okay, so uh, 
I'll, I'll talk about Bird first since we just talked about Bird. I mean, he's ridiculous. Uh, he has mid-range game as well, mid-range skill, the pump fakes, the up fakes, the, okay, you're off your feet, I'm going to shoot now. His awkward form was unblockable. It was like kind of behind like his head. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really hard to block. Um, he's a long, lanky, and you're right, great passer. I mean, he's a phenomenal um, like Scotty Pippen level passer, people don't understand how good of a passer Scotty yeah. it was, but you know, you know, if he was in the league right now, he'd be like Luka Doncic level mm-hmm. passer. Like that's how special he is, right? Yeah. So you throw that on top of everything that everybody's talking about the three point shooting. You know, they really weren't even shooting a ton of threes back then, so he would have translated even better today. Okay, Larry Bird shoot eight threes, shoot ten threes, shoot twelve threes. He's gonna shoot well, right? So, um. There's just he's so special, uh, and you're right. They, those two did save the era. He's he's ridiculous. He he did birth the whole. Okay, now we want tall players that can score and pass. And these two were the birth of that. Six foot eight, six foot ten, pass score. But now we have like a bunch of guys that want to be like that now today. And you got Giannis, who he scores. Very unlike Bird, but he makes passes as well, right? You know, the, that's the the guys that are really dominant today um, in LeBron James, obviously. And, uh, you know, there's that. And Magic Johnson is, uh, yes, everybody's right, the greatest passer of all time. Um, people don't understand how good his post game is. Like, he could have been a oh, yeah. power forward, legitimately. Like, he was so skilled in the post. And I think if you strip away James Worthy and Kareem and give him some average players, he would have averaged like 28, 10, and 10. Like, he, he's insane. He's one of those underrated players. He's the greatest player ever, in my opinion, to score less than 25 points per game um, in his whole career. He never did more than that. But he's so skilled in different ways, and people don't really realize how dominant he really is. He has that mid-range shot. He's athletic. Elevates everybody. So special, so special. The elevation of others piece too. I mean, those those <coughs> watching those two play against each other was also beautiful basketball. Like basketball purists must have loved the eighties watching those two. Because yeah. I mean, it's it's like what's not the like watching two people just dissect the other people. Flashy passes, great passes, improving each other. Larry Bird shit-talking and hitting his crazy jump shots with high-difficulty shots. Um, the high-difficulty shots, dominance. It, it's I completely agree with you guys. See, they're, they are... It's insane that they even played against each other in college. They, they played for the NCAA championship against each other. Larry Bird drug an Indiana State team that nobody probably knows to the NBA NCAA Finals to lose the Magic in the NCAA final Championship, so... It's 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 crazy. These two are just entwined and were fated to birth a beautiful sport. And you guys are right. And they yeah. they kind of and and th- this goes back to our our reason for this conversation with the goat debate. And it's like they were so good mm. at what they did. Like I feel like more um, players in that earlier time they had respectable. Um, like a respectable position and things that they had to do every game. Mm-hmm. Like Magic, you knew he had to get everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So, of course, his points are going to be low because he played with some of the greatest big men ever to play the game. 
you pass it down there. As long as you get them the ball, they're free to do what they want. You know, mm-hmm. they're the same way. He he played with some of the some of, some great Mikhail basketball players. Mikael, so some would even argue that Mikael was, was the better player. Rondo. You know, so not, of not course, Rondo. Not Rondo. Rondo you, you know, you came before. Okay, so mind. it's yeah. so it's like. So it's like with 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 these two men, mm-hmm. like like you said, they you know Larry Bird first, the uh, Reggie Millers, Clay Thompsons, things of that nature of just scoring and being a team player, just like Magic, mm-hmm. passing Lonzo, Lamelo. Hopefully, we get to see Leangelo soon in the NBA. <laughs> you know, but but until then, like they. The greats that we're mentioning, they shaped the game. Yes. And all of them, all of them deserve to be mentioned for sure. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. All right. So who are we talking about next? Kareem, Shaq, or Wilt? I think it's right to end with Wilt. So we have two Laker legends, three Laker legends. So let's uh-huh. go. Where I shock Rover with my take. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's, let's go, uh, yeah. Luau Cinder, aka Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Okay. okay. You go first, Rover. Are you going to go first again? Yeah, go for it. So, Will, right? No, oh, Kareem, Kareem, Kareem. Oh, Kareem, Kareem. <laughs> Okay. Those are two different players. Kareem. Kareem and Luau Cinder are two different players. He's the. He's... <laughs> they are. They, they are two different players. But Kareem <laughs> being, be, uh, but Kareem being, uh, um, uh, he's, he's the all-time leader in points. Eventually, LeBron is gonna, yeah, you know, it's coming soon. Eventually, LeBron is gonna, you know, he's gonna take that up, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, I think LeBron is already the leader in points uh, in the regular season and postseason. Mm-hmm. I think he already he already he already passed him this year with that. So yeah. um, Kareem, he's he's one of the dominant Laker players that ever played the game. One of the best Laker players that ever played the game. They have their own Mount Rushmore uh, in LA alone of, of best Lakers that ever played the game. Um, Kareem's hook shot is. Is probably one of the purest forms, and I wish people bring that back. I mean, to be yeah. seven feet tall, you're back against the defender, and you just slightly turn at a 35 degree angle, throw the ball up, sky hook, and it was money every time. Yeah, it was money every time, it was money, and I can't, I can't even remember. Other players, you know, obviously we got the other, you know, Hakeem had the dream shake and mm-hmm. things like that. But that move alone, I think, made him unguardable for his stretch of, of greatness as, as an L.A. Laker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think any other big, I mean, you know, of course, they, you know, we had, you know, the, the Carmelo's <laughs> and, and things like that. Um but as 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 far as Kareem, man, I, I mean, I I really don't have a set take on his game. Like I, I really just I love his post work, his post game, 
I mean, I, I think he was consistent. I really don't know his stats percentages wise of what he averaged every game or points. But in my eyes, what I have seen, I scream over, you know, video and highlights, you know, just, I don't know, man. Kareem is, he's one of those bigs, man. Mm-hmm. He's one of those bigs. I mean, I think he can even, like, like how Shaq is dominant. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel that even if him and Shaq were to go one-on-one, I don't think Shaq could stop Kareem. That's a that's interesting. I don't think he can stop his sky hook. I, I don't think he, he can stop his sky hook. That's true. I feel like if Kareem got the ball first and they were doing make it take it and he took him to the post every single time he did a sky hook, I think Kareem will win five and oh. Yeah, the only person that I know blocked Kareem's sky hook is uh Wilt when he was like thirty four. Yeah. <laughs> See, you may not- <laughs> see, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't happen. Just- and and what was a freak of nature at yeah, that? Yes. Um, you know, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your thought. No, no, you good, you good. I, me, I, I'm, I'm just in, in awe with, with with the goat debate. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I like so many people. That's why you know, uh, when when people used to talk about Jordan being the goat, I I never could just. I, like you know, I'd be like, man, what about Kobe? What about LeBron? What about Magic? What about Shaq? What about so I'm. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm, I'm an NBA mm. fan. Yeah. And Kareem, Kareem falls on, on my top 10 for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. So. I think he's on our top yeah, five. I think he is. Um. I think it was like five. Might have been. He might have been like five. I can't really think back there. Yeah. But going up. I think it was one Braun, two Will, three Mike, four Shaq, five Korean. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. That's exactly what it really was. So before I get into my Kareem uh, take, if Shaq put a body on Kareem, Shaq was like 350. Uh, he's not. That's, he's that's not moving him. Too. <laughs> Neither one of them stopping each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's not yeah. moving. Him. But yeah. but he would he wouldn't have to back. But but he wouldn't have to back that close in too. True. Like he didn't have to be right next to the basket for his right. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny. Like, where did they start with the ball? Does does just Kareem start at the top of the key? Then then does he have to dribble all the way down to the you know the the, right. the block, or do they just catch it in the left block? That'd be interesting. The different ways you could 
say, I mean, it, it'd be interesting. It'd be really good. They get the bounce pass. They get the bounce pass yeah. into the post. Yeah. Then Kareem's probably just going straight to yeah. the hook. Yeah. Because he knows he's not moving he's not Shaq in 99. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course. 350. You're not moving that. That's solid. Yeah. That's yeah, solid. No. All he does no. eat cheeseburgers no. and drive cars in his off season. <laughs> yeah. That he Kareem, can't like, fit in. That's it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so like I was telling Rover, there are is two people for this spot. It's Lou Alcindor and it's Kareem. Those are two different people because those are two different basketball players in my eyes. Because Lou Alcindor, Bucks, Bucks, Lou Alcindor was a way more physically dominant presence than Kareem was. Kareem was older. He had to get more flash, more finesse. He had to, he had to, just like with every um, great player, when they get a little older, they have to add things to their game so they can still be as, as effective as they were when they were younger. Look at Luol Sender. Luol Sender really was physically dominant. Luol Sender was the center who would dunk on you, was the center who's going to back you down. He was stronger. Yes. Older Kareem yes. was, okay, I have to get in the post. I understand I'm a little bit older. Okay, wait, Skyhook. Okay, I got this hook shot. Okay, yes. wait a second. You want to throw it up? I got that. Okay, I'm not going to really mm. impose my will on you like I was in the Bucks, but I'm going to give you buckets, and you can't stop mm. what I'm about to give you. And so going back to Skyhook, everybody mm. says Skyhook. The first thing you think about when you think Kareem is Skyhook. Why is that? It's because he's made that famous. This is the one move in the NBA that is yet to be stopped. It's only been stopped once. And that's by Wilt, Cham- Wilt Chamberlain. We'll never see another Wilt. We'll never see another Wilt. It, we'll never see another Wilt. I got to hold it my composure. Go ahead. We'll never see another Wilt. It's just Kareem. Kareem, he was the all-time leader in points. As a center, center was the, was the main component of every team. The t- teams were built around the center. That's why you had a Shaq. That's why you had a um, Ralph Sampson. This is why you had – it changed once Mike, Mike came into the league, and you know, because he really wasn't really depending on a center. He had Bill Cartwright. That's not an all-star center. You know what I mean? That's not somebody who you think about later on. And like, oh, he's like one of the greatest. You think of Mike. That's when the game started changing. But before Mike, mm-hmm. there was the Kareems. There was the Wilts. There was the Ralph Sampsons. There was the Hakeems. This is it's the Bill, Bill Walton. Walton. I don't like Bill Walton. But Ain't he made top 75. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna same I'm college. Gonna go, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going there. Uh, but Kareem, Kareem is that guy. He's he's just one of those larger than life people of that era. Especially because, like I said, there's two different. Yes. You, there's two different players. When you think Kareem, there's Lou Alcindor and there's Kareem. Yeah, there's goggles and mm-hmm. then there's the afro. <laughs> you got it's, it's two different yeah. people. Yeah. Anything and he else? dominated for, what was it? I think it's a decade. I think it was a decade. It was a decade. It was a decade. From the Bucks to the Lakers, because he was slowly able to retire and go into the Lakers. And, like, that's one thing we got to bring back. We got to bring back letting our old players just retire peacefully into the, into the organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Haslam is doing. He's trying so. to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, he's trying. Holding he's trying for life. sure. He's waiting on them to offer him any position <laughs> right. on the team before he leaves. Yeah. yeah. 
You want me to be the water boy? Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I'll stick around, you know. I love it here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anything yeah, else, Chris? Good, All right, so it's good that we're talking about this guy because I actually read a book that's uh, him called Wooden in Me. That's like his uh, autobiography about him, and he's talking about Wooden, obviously, too, as well, um, after John Wooden passed away. And, um, it's a really great book, by the way. Um, I think a few things. Uh, I'm, if you didn't talk about how physically dominant Will, uh, Kareem was, I would have went into that. Uh, but Kareem is. I feel like people, you know, Kareem is coming from UCLA. They were like, got they built into those players who went to UCLA that work and skill development defeats all. So, so, so Kareem was kind of the birth of we to be great, you have to work, right? You have to put in the hours to get this skyhook shot. You got to put in the hours to have this post skill, right? So he's kind of like the birth of being a professional, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of going to go on to the 80s with Bird and, M- and you know MJ in the 90s. Like he's kind of like like the birth of that to to a guy who's amazingly skilled offensively. Other than maybe Wilt, but we'll get into that later. Um, so I feel like he needs to be credited for that because he also took care of his body as well, right? Ran all the time, really, really took that aspect of the game seriously. Um, and, you know, he got to look back at Bill Russell and uh, Wilt Chamberlain and be like, I want to take certain things from each person's game. I want to be great defensively. I want to be great offensively. Um and I really feel like you guys are right. He is just so physically dominant in the 70s. He does have the hook shot then, but he doesn't need it as much because he's just, I can dunk on anybody. I got these post-game. Um, very underrated passer, right? You, you kick into the post, you double, he'll kick out of it, and we get the right player in the right spot. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that Yusule would teach him. Um, and just defensive nightmare, obviously, a blocks... Uh, scary th- guy to go into the rim against and rebound dominant on the boards. Um, just a guy who was just ridiculously dominant and consistent. And I feel like the reason why many people don't talk about him much is he's not a flashy guy. He's not the kind of guy that's like super into, I want to talk that shit type of guy. You know what I mean? He takes his religion very seriously, which is why he takes, he changes his name later on in his career. Like he, you know, is very a humble person. Um, I don't, and I think because of that, and his game is like he can quietly score thirty-two without really doing like anything super flashy. Um, so I think because of those few things, he gets slept on. But he is extremely dominant, and you know he did it the right way. He never did anything bad. You know what I mean? He was really into like being a good teammate, being a good competitor, not. You know, like all those type of things. Like John Wooden was a very like big into those type of values. So he kind of instilled that in the Kareem. And Kareem was the quiet great one. You know what I mean? Just was a good human being. Kind of like a LeBron. How LeBron's like a just good guy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Kareem. So uh, there's multiple things that Kareem perfected. Um, and you guys said a lot of things that he does really well offensively and defensively. So I think he's definitely very deserving of this go debate. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
All right, who are we talking about next? Shaq or Will? I think it's fair to do Shaq. Does anybody want to talk about anybody other than Shaq and Wilt before we start moving? Anybody want to say, I want to talk about Kobe? You want to talk about KD? You want to talk about Steph? I want to talk about Bill I Russell? want to talk about somebody. Can I talk okay. about somebody? All right. <laughs> I want to talk about one of the most underrated players in NBA history. Daniel Gibson. Pete Maravich. Oh, mm. his favorite. I just this Pistol coming. Pete Maravich. Yeah. A lot of Pistol Pete. That's one of my favorite players, man. I'm sorry. That's literally one of my favorite players. It's just, yeah. He's such. He. That's really one of the guys who really birthed the the scoring, the score first guard because they played him out of position. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if he was played in position as a yeah. shooting guard because that's what he truly was. He's just a scorer, like a the purest of scorers I've ever seen. He was Curry before Curry. He had a great passing ability, a great scoring ability. This is just who Pistol Pete Maravich was. This is what he embodied. He had. He used to have the most. I mean, points in college basketball. I think he might still hold that record. The most points. The most points in college basketball history were like some crazy number because he averaged like forty in college. I think he averaged, he averaged forty in college. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's insane. That's, that's insane for sure. Yeah. Just. This is just one of those guys who I believe is just underrated, and he should be mentioned more often. I mean, his perimeter shot creation ability is so way before his time, and his passing, um, his skill of the weird, weird passes that he would do and stuff like that is just nobody's actually ever done the things that he did. It's really odd. Most people are like, oh, I'm watching film of Pete today. I'm going to try to integrate those things in my game. That's how usually greatness, you know, is born from watching people beforehand. But nobody really, nobody was really. I'm like no. Mr. Pete. Nobody's ever been able no. to say that. Um, yeah. it, I think maybe maybe it was because of their time. I'm sorry, Chris. I think maybe maybe it was because of their like the time and era. You know, mm-hmm. this basketball keeps moving. You know, and and every so often we get a new player, a new hybrid, and and we tend to forget that there's other great players. Like, you know, we, we mentioned big guards, you know, and didn't mention Pistol Pete, you know what I'm saying? You know, things like that. You know, he was a big guard, you know, scoring leader in college, scoring leader in the NBA, yeah. you know? So, yeah, you know, so so he, he, he has the potential to be in the talks of, of the best scorers of all time. And, and I feel like th- this is a great conversation for that. I sure. feel like why he's left out is because of the era. He was just way before his time. Yeah. He he was and people viewed his game. Yeah. So like yeah. during the time that he came around, it was more like, okay, your point guard, your job is just get the ball to the center. He was like, but I can shoot. I can mm-hmm. score. I can I showed you this. No, throw the ball to the center. That's really what it was. It was like, okay, you can shoot sometimes, but you, we don't right. need you to be running around the court making crazy passes and shooting from half court like it's nothing. We need you to be okay. Set up the defense. <laughs> we set up the offense and get everybody and like you know run the run the run the run the back screens. You know what I mean? Set up the offense and get the offense moving. Run the motion. That's what they're looking for. That's kind of why he gets left and left. And not many people know about him, or maybe they do know more about him than they did before. But he gets left behind because. Now it's normal. Then it wasn't. So they're like, I they don't really they they acknowledge him, 
but they don't really acknowledge them because they're like, we we do this now. You know, nobody's really looking at the yeah. era. When we did our Evolution of Basketball series, you had to look at the era. That's why Jason has come in a Jesus moment when I was like, when every year, every time we had a, we talked basketball, it was like, Pistol P. Maravich, Pistol P. Maravich, Pistol P. Maravich. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to Jesus moment when he finally saw him because he was like, Chris, you were right. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I remember that episode like it was yesterday. <laughs> he was like, Chris, you were right. Like, he is crazy. He's he's different. I'm like, yeah, but now yeah. everybody does what he, yeah, everybody crazy. does what he did. So it's just like it's normal. He was. Yeah. A- I think he was number three first of the seventies, behind Kareem and yeah. Bob McAdoo. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those crazy scorers. Yeah, Special. and it's just he gets left behind, but he should definitely be appreciated way more than what he is. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you brought him up. That's my guy, man. <clears throat> Pistol Pete. He also got instructional videos teaching you how to play basketball too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's really funny because Chris was one of the rare people that knows that, and the person that we had on the podcast who was supposed to be on this one actually watched those and did those. It was like he's from that era. I was like, really? Oh my god! You really know that? He's like, yeah. He was like, wait, what? Before we get off this subject, so he had like this chess pass, right? That he showed you how to do in the video. Mm. So like he did a chess pass, right? But he would flick his wrist to like the left. And you would think the ball is going straight, mm-hmm. but it would just go over to the right. And it's just like a perfect bounce pass. Yeah. His passing ability is yes. so next really level. Really odd. So next level. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you ready to talk about yeah. Shaq next? Mr. Diesel. How tall is he? Is he 7 foot 350? He's not 7 foot 350. Is he? Yeah, he probably he is. is. At the time, I did 7 1. Yeah, probably was he, seven, one, seven, but he was yeah. seven, one, more seven, he was leaner nine, yeah. for the magic though. Yeah, he Mad put on a lot of weight for the Lakers. Yeah. He was probably like three twenty. He, he was these three fifty with the Lakers. Are you not moving that? Yeah, <laughs> it's a truck. <laughs> He's a thick god. It's a truck. You're not moving that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Um, if Rover wants to Run, keep the train running, the unless you, you guys can go first. Um, we'll switch it up a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I mean, Shaq is like ridiculous because a lot of people misunderstand Shaq. Okay, so let me let me explain mm-hmm. to you, Chris. Let's say you're playing NBA 2K. You have my player. You want to be the greatest center yeah. of all time. All right, so I'm going to give you a seven-foot body. I'm going to make you huge, 325, but you're like not – you can put on more weight and move really well, but you're not there yet. Okay, so you're playing against David Rompson, Hakeem, these ridiculous athletes, you know, speed to quickness, and you realize, okay, these people are great. I don't have the shot of Patrick Ewing or Hakeem. I don't have the quickness of Hakeem. I don't have the vertical, ridiculous athlete. I'm just super bulked David Robinson. I'm just huge. What do you mm-hmm. do? Are you asking, you asking what, me? What would you do? Oh, you throw your weight around. You, you're yeah, physically, you become physically dominant. Yes. That's why he put on more weight. He put on more weight because he realized that to really dominate to the level that he wants to be the greatest center of all time, he had to put on more weight. So that's why, you know, he becomes 350 with the Lakers and he, he becomes in this GOAT debate because of that era. That era 
Nobody's stopping him. He was so ridiculously athletic still. Much more athletic than a lot of centers today that are playing, you know what I mean? So he's quick, he's he's fast, and he's like 350. He's like a rock. He's a cement block. You just throw it in the post, leave him be. He's going to get doubled, still might not matter. You need to throw three people to really get him into a passing Mm -hmm. situation. And I, I think when you put those two things together... That's why Shaq is one of the greatest centers of all time, and that's why he's on this list, is that that dominant era where he was, you know, a lot of people, when they get that big, they're super slow. Think of Glenn mm-hmm. Baby Davis. Like, he was a slow <laughs> Like, yeah. Shaq was still athletic. Um, his ability to carry that weight is just otherworldly. So um, that's, that's, that's the Shaq debate. So there's two different people. I like to break people into into parts, right? So there's Shaq and then there's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq for me would be <laughs> the Lakers. Shaquille O'Neal was be when he was first birthed and in, and you know had his inception in the NBA. So I'll talk about Shaquille O'Neal first. So Shaquille O'Neal was he was seven foot, you know what I mean, maybe about three twenty five or whatever, but he's still physically dominant. But he's also leaner, so you see yes. all these muscles. Like this guy is just imposing. Like you see him, he's just like yes. he's just muscle, 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 muscle. But he's like lean, yes. right? How many backboards yes. did he break that year? You know what I mean? How <laughs> there's a there's I don't I'm pretty sure it was just like you know how super competitive Jordan is. Jordan, you know they challenged each other to one on one. Why did Shaq win that? Why was everybody afraid of the Orlando Magic? Because of the Shaq and Penny combo. Because they even Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets said they said that we had to beat this team. <laughs> because if they didn't, they would dominate mm-hmm. the league. They had to get their rings now because they was going to dominate the league in the future. They were coming. They were mm-hmm. they they were like a year away, but Penny got hurt. So it's Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, right? This physically dominating, kind of smaller, leaner person, but he's still powerful. He's still figuring himself out. As he when he gets traded to the Lakers and he puts on that weight, this is when he becomes Shaq. This is when he becomes the Shaq this. You know what I mean? This is when he becomes that yeah. guy. This is when he really, yeah. really, really truly yeah. shows you that I'm here and I'm and you can't do anything about it. You can't move 350. He was dominating every competitor. There was nothing you could do. I remember Watching the highlight of the um of the out the game winning alley oop is he's just running down the court looking at his hand like that's just this is Shaq this is who he is he's a character he's physically dominating and you can't do anything about it because he's going to dunk on you he's going to dominate you and he's also yeah. fast he's quick like I seen like the highlights where he was like. He was posting somebody up, and he made a quick move to the right, and he's already gone. There's nothing you can do about that. Think about this here. 350 pounds, maybe 350 plus, because you're not doing nothing in the offseason because all you're doing is putting on weight because you want to be physically dominant. You don't have to do anything. You're a center. All you have to do is sit in the post. But he's quick. He's dominating. And you can't do anything about it. Like I said, like in the with Kareem, like Kareem's great. He can skyhook you to death. But if you put Kareem against Shaq, you're not moving Shaq. So you have to, you have to, you have to outthink him. The only down, okay. So here's the thing. So for those of you who believe in God, I'm gonna say that because it's a disclaimer. Because I know everybody doesn't. No shade. So God was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you seven foot tall, 
You can put on weight when you want to, right? The only downside is you can't make a free throw to save your life. I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> you would take that? that? What? I would be Shaq. <laughs> That's what happened. That's Shaq. I want to shoot Shaq. though. Well, I want to. I want. Why would you want to shoot when you just you just put your testicles in people's face when you dunk on them like like he did like he did uh, Mike Dunleavy like he just dunked on him pushed him down and it was like <laughs> like he didn't like and then just. Point at him. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he wanted to fight. What? He, the only person who ever, and surprisingly, tr- side note, Chuck is very strong. We got to give him credit for this. He lifted Shaq up off the ground. <laughs> he lifted him off the ground. Yeah. He did. I think. I think that's why Shaq still gives Charles a hard time because he knew he could have took him back when back in that day. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's Shaq, man. That's Shaq. That's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, Orlando Magic, leaner, physically dominant. And then you have Shaq. He pulls on that weight, and he just becomes a whole new player. He becomes an even more dominant player because now you can't move him. You have to deal with him every time in the post, and he's also a defensive presence as well because who's going down there? You can't move him. So what are you going to do? He's going to get all the blocks he wants, whatever rebound he wants because you can't do anything about it. You can't box that out. You can't box that out. You you have to deal Absolutely with that right. down low. Only person who ever gave Shaquille O'Neal problems yeah. was Ben Wallace. That's because he's just known for his defense. Yeah. He, they, God was like, "Listen, I'll give you athleticism. You'll be able to guard whoever you want to. You just can't make a shot." And he was like, "Fine, I'll take it." <laughs> <laughs> these, these agreement, these agreements and contracts they're getting is is outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. Okay, also, okay. Do, well, a little, go, go ahead, Jason. a little bit of a side note here. You know, we, we have a lot of various people that like to listen to this podcast. And uh, Zion Williams said this advice is not This, please. You are not Shaq. Okay, you are six foot six. You do not need to think, oh, I'm going to be like Shaq and I'm going to dominate with size. No, you need to hit the Peloton. You need to go hit something, bro. He needs. You need to take you need to take the Charles Barkley diet because he was in more shape than you. Like, at yeah. least do something better. Put down oh the Krispy Kreme, Zion. Put down the Krispy Kreme. He had. You need a Peloton, a Bowflex, <laughs> a gym membership. Bowflex. He needs a life coach. <laughs> oh my membership. god! You know what? Listen, hire me. I'll stand in front of you and be like, "Don't you dare eat that!" <laughs> just every time, he, every time he reaches for something, just smack his hand out the way. No. <laughs> No. No. Oh my gosh. Carrots. Broccoli. Carrots. Grilled chicken. What? No more fried chicken. Oh my god. Tied up, bro. Either the treadmill. They gotta get on them. What what was that ninety day uh thing that was popular back then? It was like the 90 day, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It was like ab. Oh my gosh. Ah, I know exactly. That's what it means. So we can start playing. (laughs) You know who remember Tybo? Tybo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. 
I don't care if he do the Brazilian butt lift workout. He, he just need to work out. Zumba. Do something. Zumba. Yoga. Something. Oh, man. my gosh. Something. He needs something. It, that's ridiculous, bro. Put down the peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. My take, my take on Shaquille O'Neal. Right, I'll just give him his full, his full scope in, in as, as few terms as possible. He's a four-time NBA champion. Mm. He's one of the short list of people to ever do a three-peat in the NBA, win three championships in a row uh, with the late, great Kobe Bryant, which I'm pretty sure we're probably going to talk about here sooner or later. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, man, most dominant player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I put him against anybody. The most dominant, and you know, we talked about earlier with Kareem getting the ball first and Scotty could win. If Shaq gets the ball first, it's either way, win. yeah, either way. But you know, and, and and the thing is, Shaq probably wouldn't be the type of player we know he is today if it wasn't for his his, his late father. You know, because at first he said he wanted to be like Magic. He wanted to be a big guard. He wanted to handle the ball. He liked dribbling, he liked passing. And and Shaq, Shaq recently said that uh, after one game, I think they were like losing or something. And and he was scoring. He was still playing well, but he tried to finger roll and he missed. So like, at the halftime, his father pulled him to the side. His father pulled him aside and it was like, you, you're not doing that. Like you need to dunk the ball. He said, "I want to. I want to be like Matt," and he smacked him <laughs> mid sentence. And was like, "You ain't no magic. You should kill O'Neal." And he said, "Ever since then, that's why he attacks the basket with such fierce. Every time he dunks, he's, you know, and it's like that. Like, like I couldn't even imagine that being me. Wanting to handle the ball, shoot the rock pass, and it's just like." Smack. <laughs> you gotta you dunk the ball <laughs> every single time. You just smacked him, and was like, "You're gonna dunk this ball," and that's why he breaks the rim to till to, to this day. <laughs> so, so I mean, I appreciate the greatness of Shaq. He's just mad. He's mad every time he dunk. He just he's thinking about his dad. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you did that to me. Or like so, every de- every defender on the opposite team has his dad's face. <laughs> <laughs> so every he time he runs on the court, <laughs> he dunks on somebody. He's like, "What did you right. say, Dad?" You, yeah, I, and they're like, "Wait, what?" They're like, "Wait, what?" Like, yo, Shaq, Shaq got some some issues at home or something, dude. <laughs> but yeah, it's real. It's real short. I just love. I love his game. Like I said, it's more. It's more in the post. He's dominant. He can. He get dunked. He can. Uh, I mean, his his, his post game wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like he still he 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 had a shimmy, like Chris said. He still could. As soon as he hits you with the right left, he turn. You get off him, and he throw your body off at all. He's going up. He's dunking it. Yeah. You know, he was a dominant force. I give him that. Like like I say, he's, he's the NBA champion, all time great. He's probably the most lovable person in his era. Yeah, and and still today. Like just being around the NBA and you know TNT and everything, I don't think 
there's a more lovable person than Shaq. No. You know, so so I just love the love everything he gave to the game, you know, and I wish him success for the entirety mm-hmm. of his life. Yeah. And, and 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 his children. Mm-hmm. His son and the youngest one. So Shakir and and uh Shakif, I think. And Shakif, I think. And Sharif O'Neal? Sharif. Sharif. Yeah. Sharif. That's the oldest one. Yeah. Them. Ballers. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. All right. Ooh, you know what's coming up next. Yeah. Melt. Well, oh, man. Who's going Listen, go ahead. I'm listening, bro. Or if you want to save yours, I'm like Chris go. Chris, what are you thinking? Uh, I think this you should go, and then I'll follow you, and then we'll end with Rover like normal. Go ahead. Uh, he had to crush us. Crack, crack his knuckles first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <All> God. Right. <laughs> He's ready to fight. All right, Will Chamberlain. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> Times you flipping pages right yeah, now. You got a so book. Many times, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I like always. Whenever, whenever I was a kid, I was like always grabbing something, having something in my hand, like talking, like doing yeah. this. Always, always. All right, all right. Let's put it down. Are you yep. ready for this? Wilt Chamberlain, in my opinion, was number two, the greatest, second greatest player of all time, for multiple different yeah. factors. All right, all right. Will Chamberlain's like seven one, and we're doing research. You know, this guy must be pretty good. You know, he's averaging fifty, but you know, Will was in the goat talk a lot. And then I watch him play, and I'm like, "Is that the Flash running across the court? Like, he's he's. Are you sure he's seven one? Not like six foot four? Like, well, like he his athleticism is like Giannis plus." That's scary. Yes. So it's it's this guy is ridiculous. He probably could have touched the top of the backboard. Probably could have like you know three. Six, so watching him at a dunk test dunk contest would be ridiculous. Um, there's people said that he jumped from the free throw line and dunked once. You know, there's there's all these ridiculous stories. I mean, he would literally won. Like he went to Kansas in college. He literally won. The high jump in college against like other athletes that are normal, like size two human mm-hmm. beings, right? That's ridiculous. Um, he was an amazing sprinter. He beat apparently beat Jim Brown in a sprint. Like it is, he's ridiculous. His speed and quickness is insane. He looks basically not mm-hmm. human. Um, he's also extremely strong. Um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger said he went to the gym with him once and like he lifted more than him. Like that's insane. Uh, so he's strong and the, you know, the quickness, the speed, it's like a, it's, it's so insane because the 1960s is not an amazing era of basketball. Let's just be honest with each other. Okay. There's been a lot of evolution that's happened. A guy like that wasn't supposed to be that. Right, he's supposed to be like, oh, this is what it's gonna be like in twenty sixty. Like I, I that makes sense to me. But for some reason, like the most ridiculous athlete I've ever seen is the birth when the birth basketball is getting birthed. Like and people don't understand, so he has all those great athletic attributes. Okay, so we got that built. 
people don't understand, after he left Kansas, he played with the Harlem Globetrotters for a year because he wasn't old enough to be in the NBA. So he's playing and learning how to make these great passes. You watch him in all-star games and games, he's making like no-look passes. He's making all these amazing passes. And people like will say, oh, it's empty stats. He led the league in assists for one year just because people were saying all the time, you're scoring too much world. He's so dominant at the That's game of basketball crazy. that he could just dominate any area of basketball that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. Like, so he's like a borderline kind of yokish ish level passer. And then he has all these great athletic abilities. Just compare him to Giannis athletically and, uh, uh, you know, him passing wise. Let's keep it simple because Jokic is pretty special. You yeah. put all those things together, and then we get a guy who's an amazing skilled. Like I was, ex- I was expecting him to have no skill. Like I watched Bill Russell, and was like, he has the White Hill Howard's level skill. I'm watching him hit post fadeaways off the backboard, like it's nothing. I'm watching him hit hook shots, and like you know the 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 dipper, and you you can find clips of him hitting hook shots like ten in a row from the three point line, like. He's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, I. It, it's just so special. And there's just he was caught in the wrong era with no spacing. Mm-hmm. The guy who's basically might be the greatest dominant interior force of all time because Shaq may be more dominant physically just because he's such a huge human being. But when the defense doubles or triple teams, who's the better better passer? It's Wilt. So with spacing and let's say you put him in Phil Jackson's offense which is post, I got people cutting everywhere around you, Shaq. Make easy passes. He would disintegrate teams. Houston Rockets, Hakeem's got all the spacing in the world. You know, that's part of the reason why they won a championship. He would disintegrate them and just destroy them with his passing ability. So he has the check to the ability to score, which makes him amazing. People underrate his passing ability. So when you put all those things together of highly skilled, one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in a guy like like his oh my goodness my ring light just fell but I'll keep it moving his his athletic abilities is just ridiculous like it's just so insane he's obviously a great defender he's obviously a great rebounder um and he just got caught in the rug arrow with no spacing and he's still averaged 50 yeah and 25 in a season ridiculous it's insane, Crazy. and everybody, everybody drew all of these comparisons and said, "Oh, Bill Russell's better." Oh, because the Boston Celtics were an Olympic team; like they had the best point guard until Oscar Robinson walked in the league, and they had like the second best two guard. They had the second best three. They had second best four in the league, all at one team. Like that's how insane they were. Like it is just everybody wants to throw down him because his greatness. Because if you just look for him at what he is, he's one of the greatest players I've ever seen in my life, and he's so amazing. He transcends the sport of basketball and does not get nearly the credit. Like Babe Ruth in baseball gets like a ton of credit mm-hmm. for being the innovator, being the home run leader. Wilt should be treated. To basketball, the way Babe Ruth has treated the base, the baseball, and for some reason he's just not. Because there's all these narratives. Oh, he's not a good teammate. Meet who coaches complaining about him. We should complain about the coach who can't win with the guy averaging fifty and twenty five. Like, how did nobody ask that question? It's just, it's, 
It's it's ridiculous, and I I he's so amazing. So Wilt Wilt's number two for me, greatest basketball player of all time. You can go ahead, Chris, while I fix my ring light. It's, I'm off my uh, soapbox. Nah, nah, nah. You pretty much summed <laughs> it up. It's it's really crazy how we don't respect Wilt enough. <clears throat> this man averaged fifty and twenty five in a single season, and he had the only still sitting has his record forever. The only hundred point game ever recorded in basketball history. Yes. 100 points. And people are like, well, he was center playing position. from the center position. And they're like, well, he was playing guys who were undersized. Let me tell you, let me paint a, pic- no. let me paint a picture of what the NBA looked like during this time. The NBA was probably about 12 to 14 teams. Like- so you paid the best player yes. every night. There was no, you, yes. you played the best player every night. Wilt was yes. averaging 50 going against the Celtics. Who's on the Celtics? Bill Russell. He was averaging 50 going against mm-hmm. the Nationals. Who's on the Nationals? These, uh, you know, like, you have so many. Nate Thurmond. Nate Thurmond was 6'11 with, like, built like mobile. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, they had guys. Walt Bellamy, 6'11. Big human being. Bob Lanier is, like, a big human being, 6'11. They had seven-footers. It's, you know, the only guy who was small is like Willis Reed, who's six foot eight, but he was a stretch big. So it's like it's so you're so true, Chris. I couldn't agree with your so point. So how so Definitely. how could you disrespect a man who's really he's your so called better player than him? He dominated for a season. Yes. Yes. It, now going on to the attributes because we, we're off that soapbox. Going on to the attributes, Jason's exactly right. I've watched highlights of Wilt before. Wilt moves like there's. Like it's a blur. You're like, where'd he go? And he's and then by the time you understand where he's at, he's already made the pass to the to the next person uh, and now they're shooting now. Okay, wait, no, I gotta grab the rebound. Okay, and then when he, once he's down low, what can you do? What can you do? It's been said Nothing. that what he's the he's probably what the most athletic of his time because I think he then he beat Bill Russell in a in a jump in a in like a high jump or something like that he he completed in the Olympics or something like know. that against Bill Russell or like in college <laughs> high jump he beat Bill Russell in like oh, wow. a jumping contest and you know Bill Russell's like he's an athlete too because he's 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 an yes. athlete too we can't take that away from him he may not be he the greatest made the warrior, Olympics but too, yeah it was it might have been the Olympics or something ability. like that he beat he beat yeah. them in like a high jump in the Olympics this man is just an for lack of a better word, I would bring back an old word I used to use all the time in the, in the earlier podcast. He's an enigma. This guy, this guy is one of those guys who you just don't want to believe ever truly existed. You don't believe that he ever really mm-hmm. did the things he did, and you try to discredit him at every at every turn because you can't understand it. Sometimes greatness is so great you just can't understand it, and that's why we discredit it because yes. we can't understand. Nobody can yes. fathom a hundred point game, so they always have to discredit. Have okay, well he played against shorter people. Well, those shorter people, so-called, were the best people available during the time in basketball. It was like 12 to 14 teams. So every yes. night, he beat the best person. I mean, he dropped 50 or more on the best person on that team. The 100-point game was dropped on the best person available on that night. Yes. I kind of agree with so, you So just because we can't understand <clears throat> it does not mean that it didn't happen. Don't mean we have discredited mm-hmm. it. We have to respect it because it did happen. It's recorded in history. Now, what he may have yeah. done outside of the game of basketball, how he may have acted as a teammate, so callly, how I mean, like if you're the best person on the team and everybody else is scrubs, I mean, when you feel away, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like when you feel away, if your coach can't maximize your talents, you yeah. have to leave. 
to go somewhere else to get a ring when you feel away? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, outside of basketball, forget what he done outside of that. What he's done for the game of basketball yeah. should be commended. Yeah. I, I think also another thing is, like, he play, played 48 minutes a night so many times. They didn't really understand the damage of that, that um, – his even though he's still a great athlete in the third when he's like thirty, is not as amazing as like twenty six, twenty five, twenty four. Um, and if they would have known that as well, he would have been a little bit more had more longevity to his mm-hmm. career. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I wish is it was a little more of a lot more accolades over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But there's no way anyone can take away the dominance of Wilt. Mm-hmm. You know, you put him at number two. I never really thought about putting him at number two. But the more I think about it now, like there's not really anybody that you – well, he, he, even if he's not number two, he could be number three for anybody really who, does, who doesn't want him to be number two. Yeah. I don't think he's lower than three. No. You know, he's, you know, four-time MVP. You know, he didn't win as many championships as I'm pretty sure he would like. But you can't take away his dominance of the game, his pass, and his ability to jump. Mm-hmm. Just jumping. Like, if they if they had – if the if the the ultimate power of the NBA was to jump, like, he, he, he mastered it. Yes. You know, whether that's jump – Jump balls, rebounding, and everything, and, and that's a lot of time. How, how he got his, how he got his scoring. If somebody missed a, a missed a shot, if you watch any highlights, any any missed shot, it's going it's going in his hands. Yeah, and he just puts it right back up. Yeah, you know, and and they they can discredit the you know and say about the, the people that were defending him and the height and all that, but like you said, these were the best people at that time, and if you're beating the best people. You deserve to be labeled as the best player. Yeah. You know, I, I don't take anything away from him at at all, at any level, at any team, any year. You know, so yeah, I agree with everything you guys say. I really don't want to repeat everything you guys <laughs> say. You guys hit everything. Yeah. You know, just as far as like you know, you mentioned his his um a level of relationship with, with everyone, but it's basketball is a business. Mm-hmm. As long as I show up and I'm averaging 50, you want to talk about practice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so that's my little take on Will, man. Will's, mm-hmm. Will's a great for sure. Yeah. yeah I couldn't agree more. Not a game. Every but time practice. it gets my blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh. Oh, man. <sighs> that was crazy, man. These are some great people, great players, man. Yes. Who do you guys? Who do you guys think? I, I, I know this is going off topic. I know we're we're doing a great debate, mm-hmm. but as far as young talent now. You know, with this year how they're playing, who do you guys see as being added to the not not just goat debate, but maybe being added to the top seventy five? Are you saying like thirty and under 
Because I mean, KD stuff's yeah. gonna be like yeah, team. like yeah, the young, the young, the young talent like Jogs, Luca, those mm-hmm. kind of guys. Yeah. Okay, you you go ahead. Chris. You said un- like not out- outside of like what we've already witnessed, what we're yet to witness in the future, like Jai coming to his own, right. Luca, Trey, stuff like that. I would say Luca. Luca's next. Luca's close. Luke's I would say guy. Luca. Luca. Luca's coming in. He's coming in hot. Who do you think, Jason? The only thing I wonder about Luca is I worry about his tendency for the first forty games to not be in shape. Hmm. That that scares me because um, he's you, you know the great ones are like the hyper competitive mm-hmm. ones, right? So that worries me a little bit. I'm probably gonna go. Is Giannis too old? We've seen him win an NBA championship. No, no, Giannis what? Like twenty four? They, they didn't put him in the thing yet, did they? I think they did. Yeah, I think he's in the top twenty five. Okay, so I can't, can't can't choose him. Now you guys have me in a. I'm gonna go with. Um, is he in the top twenty five? I think he is. I don't think he is. I think so. I yeah, I think so. Like, I think he is. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Jaw. Mm, that's a good pick. Ooh, you took mine. You took mine. I think Ja Morant <laughs> loves basketball. I think Ja Morant is a ridiculous athlete. Um, one thing I didn't know about him, I knew he was a great passer in college because he obviously averaged ten assists a game, was a good passer. But I didn't know it was to a very elite level. And I, I listened to a lot of basketball talk, and Draymond Green was talking about how. John Morant is like one of those special basketball IQ guys as well. So anybody that Draymond Green is complimenting basketball IQ wise is special. So he's got that mental aspect. And what I'm seeing him develop is the perimeter deep three point shot. He's not shooting it very consistently yet, but that shot selection makes me think four years from now, if that is like Dame Dalla, who didn't have that right when he got in, but developed it, and he's just as athletic as he is and just as mentally dominant as he is, and I know he loves basketball. I know he takes care of his body. I could see Ja being 32, 10, and, like, dominant. So I would go Ja. Because mm. I know he loves basketball more than Luka. Well, I don't know that for certain. I don't know those two guys. But s- some hints have been given that he loves basketball more than mm-hmm. Luka. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, you literally took my. Um, so sorry. <laughs> my 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 pick as Jaw. So just just to make it interesting, I'll try to I'll try to think of someone else. Um, man, this this is a lot of young talent, man. That's a fact. Hmm. DeRozan. But does it matter what year? DeRozan's like thirty three, bro. Damn. DeRozan's old, man. <laughs> Defrosen. <laughs> so everything is so everything in like second or third year players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to be off topic. Remember when he was called the Frozen? Be great. <laughs> the Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> he stalled out now. If, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get MVP this season, I don't I don't think he's going to get another chance to win it. Yeah, I could see. It's the perfect season for him to win it though. 
Yeah. I I still think Embiid's my MVP at this moment in time. Embiid? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm going to stick with Ja, man. I'm going to stick with yeah. Ja. I think Ja has yeah, the most sure. potential. He has the most potential yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. With, with, with Memphis. And I feel like their franchise, it, it just hasn't been that team accolade, I feel like he's going to bring that. And with him being there, a lot of more people may want to play with him. And mm-hmm. Jackson, too. Jackson's playing amazing. That's going to help the team and everything. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Ja. Yeah, Mo- think- Mobley is growing on me, though. He's good. Mobley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's growing on me. I like him. Yeah. That's your team, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I – I think there's one very consistent thing that is greatness is usually they are athletically gifted and he obviously fits yeah. that trait. So, you know, he's special. I mean, Dirk can't jump though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're either really athletically gifted or like the most skilled big man of all time. You know what I mean? It's one of those two. Like Timmy. Yeah, Larry Bird, not athletically gifted, but literally could do everything else on the basketball yeah. court. That's that's the contract he had, man. It was like, okay, listen, you can score, you can defend. Okay, you'll be a you'll be a really good passer, but guess what? White <laughs> man can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'll take it. Oh my god, these contracts. He said, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Dirk did the same way. They was like, but you'll have this one legged fadeaway and it'll be unstoppable. I'll take it. Unstoppable. <laughs> what? Yeah. But you can't jump. You can't jump five inches off the ground. Don't jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right. <clears throat> um,. Have anything else? No, so I think this is a great place to just end it right here. Um, just a couple, just a quick yeah. tidbit, real quick, is just that all of these players individually, from LeBron all the way down to Pistol Pete Maravich, who was an honorable mention in this conversation, they're all great players in their own right. It's respectable players. LeBron mm-hmm. is one of the greatest facilitators. Magic, one of the greatest facilitators. Jordan and Kobe, yes. two of the greatest scorers we've probably ever seen in our, you know in life you know but then you know we have these future mm-hmm. generations coming up these guys birthed the players that we see now jordan birthed lebron yeah. magic birthed lebron larry bird birthed lebron he took a piece of everybody's game these guys nowadays are just going through looking at these old films we always wonder as these guys watching we can pick out pieces of these of these legends in each in these new guys games yeah. like Luca, you want to say he's Bird? Well, look at how Bird scores. Look at how Luca scores. Not super athletic, but look at the scoring yeah. potential. You can pick out, you mm-hmm. can find pieces and tidbits of these guys' legacy living on through these young guys, and that's how it'll be for future generations yeah. to go on. So, in my opinion, the goat is LeBron, but all of these guys are goats in their own right. Yes, sir. The goat, LeBron. <laughs> the next the next like I'm just excited to see the next 40 50 years of the yeah. NBA. Yeah. That's going to be insane. I I've said it before and I I really feel like the next greatest player is going to be either 6 foot 8 to 6 foot 10 have Steph Curry's range and LeBron's athleticism. Mm. 
that's that's where I think like the next trend is probably going to be. Somebody ridiculously athletic is going to start dropping it from volleyball line, and we're going to be like, LeBron couldn't do that. I mean, like, what, what, yeah. what are we talking about here? That's what I feel. That like is going to be crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think it's probably going to be. Look, it's probably where we're headed at because the way the three point shot has just evolved so much. So, yeah. Alrighty. So, like I said, who do you guys think? Who do you guys think is close to that right now? I think Anthony Edwards is as close to that as what we have right now. Um, as being a good shooter and freakishly athletic. I would say Jalen Green has a potential to grow into that. Yeah, that's true. It's just Jalen Green can be that. Yeah, on, Jalen Green too. Ceiling. He's got to put yeah. on the muscle. He's got to put on muscle. Uh, I, I agree. That's that was my number one rated guy coming out of the draft. So, yeah, yeah, Jalen Green. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Alrighty. There's gonna be some pretty special kids coming into the draft this year, Chet. Is he's okay, but uh, Jabari Smith from Auburn, yeah. six foot nine, can shoot it, athletic. He might be the number one guy. Oh, the kid from oh. Purdue. Oh my yeah. gosh, I I literally blew up Chris's voicemail. <laughs> but the kid from Purdue <laughs> is like John Morant. It gives me Russell Westbrook vibes, but shoots like over forty percent from the three point mm. line. Oh His name's Jaden Ivy. Yeah, yeah. He basically, Jaden Ivy. Yeah, Jaden Ivey, you know, Russell Westbrook played two guard in college because, you know, they probably had some good two guard, good point guard that was six foot. And it's the same situation with Purdue where he's a two guard in college, but he makes good passes and he's ridiculously athletic and he's shooting 40% from the three point line. Last time I checked, I don't, it was like about two weeks ago. So, yeah, Jaden Ivey and the kid from Auburn, yeah. Jabari Smith, are going to be special. Yeah. I can't wait to do the draft stuff. That's gonna be exciting. I'm so exciting. exciting. I'm so excited when we do that again. Oh, Maybe I, we get sponsored by that. Yep. All right. <laughs> I love I love doing the draft stuff. The draft stuff gets puts chills on my my arms. You get goosebumps, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So much fun. Anybody got anything else they want to add before we close this out? No. Alrighty. Thank you guys for listening. You know, thank you guys for tuning in, for, you know, engaging in this conversation with us. Let us know, you know what I mean, when this episode comes out, you know, because it's recorded on a Sunday. Let us know when it comes out on Thursday, yeah. you know, if you have any idea or if you agree, disagree. Maybe you want to add some people to our list. Maybe you want to talk to us about it. We're all ears. We love this conversation. We love this back and forth. So if you have anything you guys want to say, hit us in the DM. Hit us in the comments down below. And so I'm Chris Muhammad. I'm Jason Collins. Boom. I'm a basketball addict. Hey. Peace. Ouch. <laughs>